Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. What a world! Welcome to another episode of The Ocho, presented to you in partnership, as always, with SB Nation's blog and theboys.com. My name is RJ Ochoa. You know me, of course, from BTB and from Radio Your Humble host on The Ocho. It is Thursday, the third day, May 26th, 2022. We hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, and I just want to say, I called it. All right. I called it. All right, the Dallas Mavericks did not get swept on Tuesday. I said that would not happen on the 750 right here on the Blog and the Boys Podcast Network with Tony Casillas. We'll see what happens in Game Five tonight. If you're uh, curious, I just I kind of see this um, kind of see the Dubs punching their ticket. That's all I'll say. Uh, but you know, sports are crazy. Um, Sports include football right now, which is really exciting. The Dallas Cowboys uh, in the middle of OTAs this week or had OTAs this week, however you want to categorize it, and on Wednesday held a practice that was open to members of the local media, which is awesome because it means we have actual updates to go over and to discuss. We have all sorts of content available around what happened at OTAs available for you all throughout the Blog and the Boys universe, blogandtheboys.com, right here at the Blog and the Boys Podcast Network, available wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe, leave a rating, write a review. Those things make us happy. The Blog of the Boys YouTube channel, we have a recap video on uh, the kind of biggest things that we're going to discuss here as well. Um, obviously, subscribe over there. I am a, I'm addicted. I got to be honest. I'm addicted to TikTok. Uh, RJ.Ochoa, as I've said many different times, somebody took RJ Ochoa, and I am very upset. But RJ.Ochoa on the talk of ticks. I'm also now addicted to reels on Instagram, all right? I am bumping up the Instagram game, people, all right? 2022. I'm coming for Twitter. I'm coming for Instagram. I'm coming for TikTok. I'm coming for it all. Uh, wherever you enjoy getting content from, my goal is to make sure that you are satisfied when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys. But that obviously includes podcasts. So let's go ahead and uh, and start having a conversation. So a couple things that I just w- want to rip through, want to run through um, in terms of the initial sort of takeaways from who our Dallas Cowboys are going to be this season. We have to keep in mind, and I will say this again, I know I will. It is May. Today is May 26th. This is the last week of May, but it is May, so I'm saying this for myself too. Nobody needs to overreact or draw any sort of ridiculous conclusions. So, first things first, it's happening. All right, Tony Pollard working out of the slot. Now, before we um, kind of dive into this subject, huge shout out to Bob Sturm, friend of the show from the Ticket, The Athletic, had an incredible write-up this week in The Athletic about the usage of Tony Pollard and how it can increase, and that includes obviously utilizing Tony Pollard in different ways because the Cowboys believe that Zeke Elliott is RB1 and they are not moving from that mindset. So um, the Cowboys seemingly heard uh, Bob Sturm and opened up with Tony Pollard in the slot. Now, Here's the thing. We have been teased with this 
before. All right, this is not new. This is not the first time the Cowboys have worked with Tony Pollard in the slot. I do wonder, though, if the Cowboys, you know how some, well, what's the like, I know there's an expression, I'm, I'm going to butcher it, but like the best things are born in a necessity or, or something like that. I do think that the Cowboys have kind of painted themselves into a corner to where they might just have to turn to Tony Pollard in the aerial attack out of necessity. When you think about the obvious things, you know, Amari Cooper's gone, Cedric Wilson's gone, and I think... You know, nobody can replace Amari Cooper, although C.D. Lamb grew an inch and put on 10 pounds of muscle, if you believe him. I'm not saying I don't believe him. I'm just saying that's it's pretty crazy. But um, Cedric Wilson's production needs to be replaced. And if you're looking for that fast, shifty, dynamic, skill player, that's who Tony Pollard is. That's who he was at Memphis. And that's what we've all known he can be. He has shown that in many different ways. The Cowboys, Kellen Moore, they all have to find, they have to, it is imperative, they have to find ways to involve him in the offense. And if that's not going to be as your traditional running back, you have to get creative. And so it appears that the Cowboys are on the right track there. Again, maybe the loss of the receivers that they you know, ultimately did lose uh, through a couple of different ways. Uh, again, the Amari thing was a trade. Um, over the offseason can help sort of instigate what we want to see here. And I think, you know, within that, just and we see this all the time right like injuries lead to players developing right like look at Dak Prescott Dak Prescott doesn't become the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys if not for uh, Kellen Moore breaking his ankle and then Tony Romo's injury situation right like we've seen that over and over and over again Taylor's told as old as time beauty and the beast um and so right now um Jalen Tolbert working on the side on the resistance cords not a big deal no need to panic and not a huge deal but James Washington wearing a walking boot um, James Washington, of course, the Cowboys' initial external free agent signing this offseason. Don't love seeing him in a walking boot. Totally, again, you know, it's it's only May, right? Like I'm so I I it's not pessimism. I don't even think it's measured pessimism. I think it's just like, oh man, that sucks. You know, like that's just just sort of how I feel at least. Um I tweeted about this and wrote about it, obviously, in some of my Twitter mentions. Um and and I know a lot of people have said this, suggested that maybe James Washington doesn't make the team, right? Like and I don't know that missing out on an OTA practice in May is really hurting James Washington's chances, but can we come up with five receivers that are, are better than him if they carry five? Like, we've seen the Cowboys carry six many times, right? I mean, if we're just, you know, doing the exercise, obviously, and you have to consider that Michael Gallup's going to be hurt at the beginning of the year, but... C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup, Jalen Tolbert's big of the team, Noah Brown, they love, Simi Fajoko, maybe, that's five. I mean... Again, when you fact they'll carry Michael Gallup initially on the fifty-three man roster. I know we had the fifty-three man roster prediction show on first and ten this week. Um, before they maybe they put him on short-term IR or something like that. Um, you know, there's a number of possibilities. I think James Washington is safe, but maybe not for the whole season. Uh, but either way, not ideal. But again, that's where maybe that that inactivity leads or you know leads to or yields other creative outlets, other creative options, and maybe that just manifests itself by way of like T.J. Vasher or something. But uh, maybe that's Tony Pollard, but. Um, did not love seeing you know James Washington in a walking boot. Uh, other players who did not participate in Wednesday's practice: Tyron Smith. We'll get to him in a moment. Michael Gallup, obviously. Jabril Cox, Rico Dowdle, Jaquan Hardy, Damone Clark. Again, obvious. Alec Lindstrom. Um, it was reported by the Dallas Morning News that he had appendicitis last week. Now I. I haven't gone through most of the physical ailments that NFL players or, you know, professional athletes in general have. I have had appendicitis, all right? And uh, not trying to brag here, but my appendix ruptured. 
That's right. When I was 13 years old, um, and it was a big old deal. Had to have it removed and like had to be cleaned out and stuff. And uh, it hurts. So Alec Lindstrom, rooting for you. Uh, Carlos Watkins, Osa Digizua, uh, also not uh, participating in practice. And so you know, hey, oh, and Devonte Bond. But the one that I think kind of caught everybody's attention was Tyron Smith, especially because when Mike McCarthy took to the podium um, after practice, um, and Mike McCarthy, I thought, by the way. Uh, spoke eloquently about the horrible tragedy that happened in Uvalde uh, this week. But, um, you know, McCarthy talking about Tyron Smith said that he did not practice on Wednesday after he experienced some tightness in his lower back. And that's not ideal. And again, it's May, right? Like there's no need to freak out. There's no need to panic. There's no need to like smash the glass and press the panic button. I don't think anybody's doing that. But that's not a great start, right? And I like I don't think it's a shocking start, right? Like I don't think anybody's sitting here and being like, What? No way. Oh man, I really thought that this was gonna be the No, this was I, I've said this many times. Do you know the last time that Tyron Smith played a full season? Do you know? Because I'm I'm not like challenging you, but like I don't think you do. It was 2015. Like we are it, it was over half of his career ago that Tyron Smith last played a full season. I, th- I think when you contextualize it like this, it, it sounds larger in your head. Dak Prescott, who is entering his seventh season in the NFL. I made a TikTok about that, by the way. And, oh, man, I had a tweet about that that some people did not like. Um, but um, Dak Prescott has never played a full season with Tyron Smith. Never. Not once. Not a single time has Dak Prescott ever played a full season with Tyron Smith and so yeah of course his back's going to tighten up like this this is normal right like this this is a problem that isn't going to go away hey this is Scott Galloway author professor entrepreneur and most importantly host of the Prop G podcast we got a special series running on right now called the future of work where I answer all your questions on surprise the future of work questions including what are we missing when we work remotely or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking from the provocative to the technical we're offering insights you won't want to miss so tune in to the future of work a prop g pod special sponsored by canva you can find it on the prop g pod wherever you get your podcasts When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And so this leads to, you know, several subsequent points or, you know, discussions or debates or whatever. And the first one is like, well, that's why they drafted Tyler Smith. Cool. I'm with you. I understand. Right. Like nobody's denying that the future of left tackle has needed to be addressed for some time. Right. But then why did they cut Lyle Collins? Right. Like if if if, if this is such a big deal and it is and, and it should you know be given as much priority as big deals are given. Why would you do that? Like, well, they cut Lyle because they were excited about Terrence Steele. Okay, well, if they're excited about Terrence Steele, then maybe keep Terrence Steele as your, like, primary swing tackle, right? Like, that would be a good idea. And I don't want to sit here and relitigate things and, you know, they shouldn't have cut Lyle. They shouldn't have traded Amari. I'm not here to do that. But, I mean, Tyron is not going to play 
six, 17 games this year, right? It's just, it's not going to happen. And so Matt, well, let's go got the, the left tackle reps. Are we that I know this happens all the time, by the way. And I'm not, you know, like this is, this is just like the normal rhymes and rhythms of an off season and the lead up to training camp is I promise you, whether you're on Twitter or Instagram, TikTok, whatever, you will see takes or tweets or whatever that will say like, man, I really think this Matt, well, let's go has a real chance. And people, I think, try to try to turn their wants and wishes into actual opinions. And that's, that's, there's a different thing, right? Like there's a difference between like what you want to happen and what you think is going to happen. And so, yeah, yeah, like we all want Matt Wallet to go to be like a baller at left tackle right away. But are we really that comfortable? Like, do we really think it's a great idea to try out a fifth round pick, rookie fifth round pick, rookie day three pick, you know, like, and I'm not saying that's the plan. Like, again, it's May. There's experimentation happening here. There's no need to take anything super seriously. But who is the swing tackle? That, that's where that question kind of takes you, right? Like, who is this team's swing tackle? Is it Matt Walletsko? Is it Josh Ball? Because it's not Terrence Steele. Because Terrence Steele's out starting at right tackle because you cut Lyle Collins. So who is this team's swing tackle? That is a question that we have been trying to answer from the moment the season ended, and it was exacerbated the moment that they cut Lyle Collins. They obviously, you know, drafted Tyler Smith, and great. That would be awesome if Tyler Smith was going to be your swing tackle, but he can't be because he's your left guard, right? So... You have to answer that question, and I don't know that a good answer is going to present itself to you. But um, moving on, we, you know, the Cowboys have some, dare I say, depth at safety, right? Like, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, sit here and say they got a bunch of all pros or anything, but, you know, they got Jaron Curse and Malik Hooker both coming back. They got Donovan Wilson in a contract year, and Marquise Bell, undrafted free agent you know never know you know undrafted free agent safety hello Jeff Heath uh but Marquis Bell had a pick six on Wednesday and that's always a good thing like again this is the fact that he had a pick six you know like make him a, a lock for the roster no but it certainly helps that's what happened to Francis Bernard a couple years ago um so love to see it good to see positive signs all about that um Zeke Elliott has a new helmet I'm all about this kind of stuff I recognize not everybody is as in on the uniform talk as I am um uh, I've never seen the helmet John Michaud of the athletic tweeted out the photo that I saw I've never seen the helmet that Zeke is wearing to be clear so I do have some questions about it if uh if you have some I don't know some information or some you know something I can read I, I would like to learn that's really all where I'm at on the helmet um next thing uh Tyler Smith again we, we already talked about him um, but worked with the second team, right? And I think that this is something that like causes a little bit of panic. Oh no, he's not even starting yet. Oh no, the guy we spent there for a strong pick on somebody's not even a starter yet. It's May, right? It's May. This is totally normal. It's there's a level of acclimation to the NFL, to professionalism, and then you know beyond the like obvious levels of acclimation, there's the like you need to earn the star. You know, like you don't show up day one and and start, right? Like you have to earn. You know, it's like you know, this is not a good year um, what, with an example because there weren't exactly a lot of quarterbacks drafted in the first round, just Kenny Pickett. But, like, it's like last year, right? Trevor Lawrence shows up to camp, and it's like, you know, and I, I recognize the Jaguars coaching situation last year, not exactly reputable. But situations like that, this is a weird hypothetical. You always hear, like, the number one overall pick, it's like, well, we're having a quarterback competition right well no you're not we all <laughs> we all know you're not you know you don't have to sing this song and dance for us we're not dumb um and so not that it's dumb to suggest that tyler smith would not be the starter but tyler smith in all likelihood is going to be this team's starting left guard um no disrespect obviously intended towards Connor mcgovern uh but that's just kind of the way that that thing is ultimately going to shake out in all likelihood uh moving on i mentioned that cd um 
grew an inch <laughs> and and added 10 pounds of muscle. Uh, and I think that's good. You know, I think CD does not have the you know, sort of physical frame that a lot of top receivers in the NFL do. He certainly doesn't have the physical frame that the last person who wore 88 on this team did. Des, you know, Des was a physical marvel. Um, and so I think we all could agree that CD needed to to kind of bulk up, however you want to put it. Um, so that's good to see. I mean, CD struggled against press coverage last year. So if, if you can get stronger at the point of attack, I think that's a good thing. And we all know, we all believe that, you know, once the ball's in his hand, CD is a dynamic skill player. And so the more likely that is or that 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 likelihood is um is a very good thing uh, for the overall state of the offense this is this is one of those things that i think has the potential to just be a silly sports thing but i really thought it was cool um it was noted you know several members of the cowboys spoke after um wednesday's practice and dak prescott talked about how he had he being dak cd's locker moved towards his like actually next to his um and Dak's exact quote here was he's the guy just being young hopefully he's my receiver until I'm done playing just being able to bring him closer more conversations I love this like I love this I Dak is having an exemplary offseason in my opinion uh as far as like off the field leadership things which I don't think is any surprise like Dak has always excelled in that capacity uh, got off to a very bad start you know, as far as the offseason is concerned with the comment at the end of the playoff loss right uh but ever since then you know mostly all actually really ever since then it's all been great and classic Dak um and as it relates to the Cowboys right like if now you're kind of getting back to like football business the, there was the you know discussion about how he called Jalen Tolbert in the lead up to the draft just in, a, in case of a like hey man in case we draft you you know blah blah, blah. that's awesome love to see that Jalen Tolbert told DallasCowboys.com at rookie minicamp that right after he was drafted Dak Prescott sent him a playbook love that I'm in love and now there's this that Dak's saying you know what I got some vacant lockers next to me instead of you know the equipment staff picking who's going to have them I I want my guy I want my number one dude here I love this I love this I love this so much and I think it's cool when quarterbacks have a guy like I love the way I love this is this quote from Dak uh hopefully he's my receiver until I'm done playing and I'm not saying that Dak doesn't love any other receiver but like we all tend like as fans right to kind of associate like you know that was his guy like like Romo's guy was Dez right like I think the jury's still kind of out on who or maybe Romo's guy was Witten like who is Dak's guy like over the course of Dak's career you know who maybe maybe Zeke is the answer right now um but as far as you know the future I think it's obviously going to be C.D. Lamb. And so that's really cool. I think that Dak went out of his way um, to make sure that that happened. And again, like he didn't go like dramatically or drastically out of his way. But still, that is a very, very cool thing. Um, the arrow pointing up on the Cowboys in this department. Good vibes all the way around uh, as far as the Cowboys and their uh, team harmony. But last thing uh, to kind of touch on, Neville Gallimore. I think we're like, again... There's a sneaky level of depth at safety, and there is a sneaky level of depth at defensive tackle. Very, like, sneaky. Because you're talking, you got Neville Gallimore, you got Oso Digizua, you've got Carlos Watkins, you've got John Ridgeway, Tristan Hill is your worst defensive tackle. And I'm not saying, like, that isn't obvious, but if that's your situation, I think you're doing all right for yourself. It's, you know, to be clear, I thought the Cowboys had defensive tackle depth when they signed Joe McCoy and Dontari Poe. That did not work out. But, um... Neville Gallimore, kind of a forgotten man, right? Like kind of a forgotten person in, in this whole like rotation. Um, and he said he added 16 pounds of muscle. 
um, his, he referenced or the, the reference that NFL Network Exchange Slater had in talking about him was Grady Jarrett, obviously somebody who had a lot of success under Dan Quinn in Atlanta. Love to see it. And again, this is really like and like this is a trope, but now talking about it has become its own trope. So we're sort of at like tropeception. Um, the trope is that players like to say that they're in the best shape of their lives at this time of year, right? And so now it's a trope for people to say, well, it's best shape of my life season. Yeah, like it's going to happen. People are going to say that. And so, of course, Neville Gallimore gained 16 pounds of muscle over the offseason. Of course, CeeDee Lamb gained 10 and grew an inch. Um, of course, Zeke Elliott is, is looking great in the – you know, cut up that was released on social media last week. It's that time of year. Like it's May. There's right. Like it's this time of year. Like what do you, it's hot outside. The finals are on and everybody's in the best shape of their lives in the NFL. That's just kind of the way things go. Uh, but overall it was nice to see some sort of football news, football traction. Uh, it's been too long and I think we're all, we're all ready. And you know, we're going to keep going, going to keep trucking along day by day. Going to get tomorrow. We've got to be a little bit better than today. All right. Today just had to be a little bit better than yesterday. That's the goal. Get better one day at a time. And hopefully the Dallas Cowboys did that on Wednesday. Later today, you got a new episode of Riled Up with Tom Rowell and Roy White. Tomorrow, you have a new episode of Girls Talking Boys with Kelsey Charles and Meg Murray. And then a brand new episode of The Star Seminar with Danny Phantom and Rabble Rouser. On Saturday, un nuevo episodio de Cowboys Hoy con Mauricio Rodriguez. And on Sunday, a brand new episode of The World's Team with Paul Stewart and Meg Murray. The good times keep on rolling. Make sure to subscribe here to the Blog and the Boys Podcast Network. Wherever you get your podcast, leave a rating, write a review. My name is R. J. Ochoa. You can follow me on Twitter or Instagram at RJ Ochoa. On TikTok at RJ.Ochoa. Curse you, whoever took RJ Ochoa on TikTok. Not really. I mean, I hope you have a great day, too. Uh, I'm just a little upset about this. But uh, speaking of great days, I hope you have the best day ever. I hope you have the greatest day of all time. I hope you have just the most wonderful Thursday possible. You know why? Because you deserve it. We will see you manana, my friends. As always, go Cowboys and peace out. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts.